Welcome back to the Back in the Gap podcast. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ware and Travis. Uh, and on this podcast, we talk about life back in the gap and how those stories can educate our future. Today, we're talking about boldness slash self-confidence, um, how each of us uh, was really bad at it at one point in time, and how we're still bad at it, but we're getting better. So, let's just jump into it. Yeah, I'm not naturally a confident person. <laughs> me neither. I um really that that shocks me. I thought that you you'd be more of a natural confident person. Where I don't know if you remember me whenever before I was in high school. Well, I mean, I, I remember a little bit, but I mean, I know quite pe- people who are very confident though. When, when, well, when, whenever, whenever they get that chance to speak, don't mix up outgoing mm. with confidence. Okay, I think that's a big one because for myself, growing up, I was very outgoing, loud. Uh, I kind of, you know, secluded myself a little bit more in my high school years, but um, <laughs> can you stop? What do you? What is happening here? I'm trying to turn my headset up. Sorry, but I um, couldn't hear it much. A lot of it was attention seeking, right? There was a level of confidence there, um, but a lot of it was, well, I want to be seen by a lot of people. If that makes sense. <laughs> Right. Where I'm so sorry. We're keeping the sin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to, Where I was is trying to turn the, the audio. laugh track. Well, because, oh, you know, I can't God. hear very well. Yeah. This is Disabilities Day, so. That's true. I actually, that's an interesting angle. How do you think that your deafness plays into your shame? Ooh, My what? Your shame. Shame? Yes. I thought this was a discussion about boldness and confidence. Well, you have to be ashamed before you can mm. grow over that, right? So, are you saying I should be ashamed? I'm sorry. I, for those of you who don't know, we, we have another... We um, have our, our other co-host, Josh. I'm not looking at camera, Josh. And he's just dying. I'm not looking at Josh. I'm but here, ignoring but here's the, Okay, in, in all seriousness, though, that's a good angle to, to take it, at least for me and Travis. Because, I, I mean, so I can't speak for his experience, but I know f- for me, having a stutter, it affected me, which we can get into that at one point but 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 Travis was, yeah. was was talking so I don't know what you were saying well I yeah I do think that my hearing or, or lack of it does kind of has kind of contributed in the past but the hard thing is is you don't really I have no idea how bad it may have affected because mm. like I grew up having no idea you know just kind of just assuming that that's how everybody else was so yeah it, it i wouldn't say it really affected me too much okay i'm the opposite i was a wreck <laughs> I don't, it's hard to talk about that going into like my testimony because it's like, it's like a big part yeah um but to make it short and just kind of straight to the point ba- basically like like yes because i view myself as less than because i didn't talk like other people did yeah to make to make a long story short i had very like low self-esteem because of that and i listened it's gonna get really, really like heavy here i mean is, is, is this more of like an, an uplifting type or because i don't because i don't i don't want to get too dark here i i don't want to i don't want to make you go anywhere you don't want to go yeah but i think that you know i mean like i'll having, go there having the low brings you to the high yeah, yeah. right we're talking about, you know, self-confidence. And um, for a lot of people that are struggling, they're in that low spot. So I'll let yeah. you kind of do what you want to do. Yeah, um, without getting too much into it, um, I did view myself as less than that I was never good enough. And I didn't have the best self-esteem. I had very low self-esteem for a big portion of my life, and I was very good at faking it, where if I was in a crowd, you know, it's, you know, I actually recently opened up with this to my parents because I never really told them this. And when I told them, you know, my struggle whenever I was a kid and everything, they were just kind of shocked because I was always good at just kind of putting on a smile and just going about about my day. Yeah. Um, reality was, I don't want to say I was, like, depressed or anything so I don't want to say I was, I was like that far where I was thinking about you know just suicide or anything I wasn't like that far but um I did have very low self-esteem um 
I had a very negative view on the world too. And it all started because of a simple thing of that, you know, I couldn't say words the right way. You know, it's, I don't know, it really goes to show um, the lies that, that Satan will throw at you. And if you choose to, you know, but, but if you choose to acknowledge that and believe him, it can really mess you up and mess me up for 13 years of my life. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. Now that I thought about it, I retract my previous statement. I, I do think. What is your uh, new statement? Well, I think it ha- more has more so to do with not necessarily just my lack of hearing in general, but more specific on certain things. Like the only way, like the only issue, ma- major issue with me not being able to hear very well was mostly with like with like authority figures in my life. Yeah, like what. Because most of them it, you would usually assume, okay, this is this is loud and clear enough for him to be able to hear me. Why isn't he responding? Yeah, some punk, he should be, troublemaker kid just yeah. not paying attention. And most most adults didn't see me that way. Most adults knew that I wasn't like that. But um, a lot of them thought I had a tendency of just, like, zoning out a lot. Mm-hmm. And I do to a little bit of a degree, uh, but not nearly – not nearly the degree that I was. Uh, I mean, that's why I started kindergarten at six years old instead of five was because uh, uh, I did another year of preschool because my parents and my teachers were like, oh, he just he just can't sit still, can't pay attention. And I don't know. I think part of that, you know, I, I was a kid and I didn't want to, but uh, I don't know. My parents seemed absolutely convinced that it was because of my hearing now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but... You know, it is what it is. But, and the other specific thing was there were two things I was picked on a lot for as a kid. And it kind of just made me very, it made, got me to a point where I was not very comfortable hanging out with everyone. Cause it was around like second grade where I started to realize, hey, not everybody is just wants to be my friend anymore. You know? Mm you know, not everybody, you know, is just willing to be buddy-buddy with every other kid out there. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, in kindergarten, the only issues you have is just, like, I wanted that bag of chips. Give me that bag of chips. And that's about it. And then in first grade, you're kind of like, but I want to swing. I want to be his friend. I want to play with him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no. And that's about it. But you get to second grade, and that's where – that's where the the clicks start to form. Yeah, second and third grade is where the clicks and the and the uh, and the outcastings and all that stuff starts to starts to kind of fester. Uh, sure. Maybe not outbreak yet, but fester. Yep. And that's where um, that's where my my I don't know if it was the pitch of my voice or the tone of my voice, but a lot of kids had a had issue with my voice for whatever reason. Um, I mean, even nowadays, you can kind of have a slight, a slightly different tone than most people. I don't know if that's a hearing thing. I don't know if that's a sinuses thing. I don't know. But uh, even now, you can kind of hear a little bit. But it was it was very different from most kids uh, on the playground, and that kind of became an issue for uh, my own confidence and uh, my own willingness to just. You know, be anything but outgoing to a certain degree, withdrawn to most degrees. Uh, and so, and the other thing was just my hair. Apparently, I don't know why they didn't like. Well, they didn't I, like my hair. I remember in elementary school, you know, I didn't have curly hair, but if you had curly hair, that was girly. Curly was yeah. girly, and I remember there was a lot of bullying associated with that for certain kids. Um, I know that's not how it is now. No, everybody's trying to get a perm. Man. Yeah, everybody's trying. Yeah, to, true. Everybody's trying to copy me nowadays. The curls for the girls. Yeah. Uh, no. All right, Joe, you're next. Tell us your next. Your, your deepest, uh, darkest moments. You know, before life. I get there, and and we may get into this in another time, but I'm thinking about the timeline, man. And and I was one of those kids who was, you wanted to be my friend, and I was punk to you about that, and we were not friends. A little bit. And uh, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jaywer. We were not always. I didn't know this. I don't. I don't know if we have time to get into okay. that in this episode. But 
I mean, that, that that was that was. You know how we thought. I really hate that, man. You know how we thought you and Luke had just always been friends. Oh yeah, it, same thing, but but reverse. Okay. Wow, comes full circle. It does. But um, <laughs> for me, you know, I I didn't have any particular disability um, that really isolated me from anybody. Um, and my first couple of years in elementary school. You know, you can't be friends with everybody, but I didn't feel like there was anybody that, like, just didn't want to be my friend um, until one of the things that I'm still bullied for to this day. Now, I don't care about it anymore, but I was wearing a Mario shirt in the fourth grade, and someone told me that was a baby game, and they didn't want to hang out with me because of it. Dang. Which, um, at the time, really Sheesh. did rock my core. And looking back, a fourth grader can't play Mario games? That makes me a little bit mad. Um, and then obviously as I started growing up, um, for for different things, a lot of the time my response to stress was eating. And because of that, I've gotten quite large. And that also became uh, a, a, a target for, you know, people to, to mess with me about that, um, that that would, you know, mess with me. I didn't like, you know, people making fun of me for being fat. Yeah. Um, and... and so I'd say I didn't have as serious of self-confidence issues because, at, at least at first, because the things that people were making fun of me for um, in terms of, like, what games I was playing, yeah. you know, that was just kind of stuff that everybody would mess with people. It became more targeted at a time. Um, but then when it came to, you know, my weight, that was something where, well, when I would feel bad, I'd go to food anyways and so that kind of yeah. became a cyclical cycle um, that is hard to break. I, I'm not going to say was hard to break. I'm still, you know, I still turn to food for a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of where a lot of my self-confidence issues started. Um, you know, going into, into middle school and then into high school, um, I, I just kind of felt like there were situations where I felt like people were really annoyed with me and they thought that I was annoying just for just things that I thought were normal. Right. And mm. so that made me think, well, I guess I don't, I don't want to bother them with who I am, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, times in high school where I'd have this group of friends and we'd hang out and we'd talk in class and, you know, we'd have the group chat and it's like, well, one of them accidentally reveals that there's a second group chat that I'm not a part of. And and, mm. and that situation really hurt, you know? That that stuff get, gets to Dude, me. That's it 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 really it 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 gets to me um There was a time where like all my friends were in this one class and they just started making plans and like were actively excluding me. And I was like Y'all aren't even doing this, like, behind... Like, I'm just, like, a yeah. couple desks over. I can hear you. Yeah. And, um... So, when when those couple of situations started to happen, that's where, like, a lot of my self-confidence issues didn't really start until later. Um, and a lot of them were... It was harder to identify a particular point, you know? It, it wasn't necessarily something I could find within myself that, like, was wrong or needed to be fixed. It was the whole of me, there's something wrong that these people don't want to be around me because of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and working past that was, was, was extremely difficult. So that's, that's kind of mine. Mine was not a, 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 as young of an age, but. Okay. So now that we've gotten to middle school, uh, for me in middle school, it, it had a lot to do with my experience in elementary school. All that happening in elementary school meant that at a certain point I was no longer like I was no longer a part of anybody who wasn't, you know, a part of the, the main crew, if you will. Uh How the do main you mean? group. Well, there okay, so you have you have the different cliques, okay. And and some of the cliques will interact with each other. But yeah. then then there's like there's more offshoots you know, kind of people. And it, especially in my later half of elementary school, I, I didn't, I was not in a, any certain specific clique. I would kind of, 
was more of an offshoot. And we kind of formed our own little clique. And looking back, I guess there wasn't a whole lot I could have done about it. But, I mean, those were probably... Those were probably, like, my least positively form formulating... I don't know how to say this. Formulative years. Uh, I mean, because... I mean, I was the... I hadn't even had a relationship with Christ yet at that age, and that was... I was the strongest spiritually out of that whole group. Uh, but I felt like I couldn't really be friends with anybody else. Those are the friends I had. And, and so... I mean, that was tough, but, and so those friendships carried on into middle school, and that's whenever I started to realize, you know, at that point, I had had a relationship with Christ, uh, and I started to realize, okay, these aren't necessarily beneficial people to be around, uh, and so in middle school, kind of started to search elsewhere, and eventually I did kind of find some people who were maybe not, you know, the strongest spiritually, but, you know, they were, had a, they at least had relationships with Christ, uh, whereas my, the previous group that I was in didn't really, and I never really abandoned anybody from my friends, I still hung out with them, but I, I understood, like, from what we were talking about, those close friendships, I understood that, like, I couldn't be close with them in that way, uh, yeah. And so, and, and also just we naturally started to, like, grow apart in interests as well. But um, the middle school was, middle school was rough. Middle school was kind of a, uh, kind of a storm for everybody, I guess. Because uh, those are the years where you start to realize what's, you know, what you have to leave behind and, and what's important to you and, and what needs to be important to you that may not be. And so, um, as we were going through middle school, uh, got into a lot of disputes with what we would call the more popular kids, uh, to the point where, like, there were a couple people who I was, like, I was, like, on the verge of basically, like, hating them. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, they treated me and those groups of friends, those friends that I had for a while now, uh, pretty badly, and uh, treated us like, you know, we weren't normal or so. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It's like, even when they weren't insulting me, I like I knew that they, I knew they were just looking down on me all the time. And that's whenever I started, maybe not to get necessarily confidence, but more so like anger that was outwardly expressed. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have any more confidence. That just means that you're bottling it up. Uh, and so even the like even as that kept festering and festering, um, I would say I would say earlier years in middle school was probably my my lowest point in terms of like self confidence um, because like I didn't really I, I couldn't see myself as anybody capable of just being friends with all different kinds of people. You know, I only, I saw myself as only being able to have these specific friends because I wasn't in with everybody else. Uh, And so, man, hearing myself say this stuff, I never really even thought of, like, looking back, like, on a regular basis looking back, I don't think I would have thought about all this. Self-reflection is something that we we don't really do often enough. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things I like about this podcast is we're able to talk about life back in the gap yeah. and, and, and be like, man, I never made that connection of this is why that I think about this in this way. And it's so subconscious. And like you, like you were saying, you would have never really made that connection had I not said, Travis, we're going to talk about self-confidence tonight. Yeah, no. It was crazy. Um, you think about stuff that's in your head. You try and process it in, inside your head. It's not, the, it's not the same when you speak it. You know, you can't, yeah. you, you can't speak it. And you're like, oh, snap, crackle pop. You know, it's <laughs> – I'm, I'm, I'm making – I'm connecting the dots here. 
Oh yeah, yeah middle school was terrible for for, for me. <laughs> uh, Seems that way for everybody. Yeah, you know, I think it's because in elementary school, I think there's still like a a d- dependence there. Yeah, you're stuck like a, a little kid in middle school. That's when you start to form like your own like decision. You start to really understand a little bit right and wrong and. I don't know. I feel like for some people, some people, people, people yeah, sorry, some people may say that you know, the high school was, was their most like rebellious years, or college was, or or middle school. Um, for me, it was middle school. Um, because of my self confidence issues, I didn't. So I didn't have a relationship with Christ till I was thirteen. Got into middle school, I was twelve, in the sixth grade, and I tried to fabricate confidence by pretending to be someone that I wasn't. Uh, I basically found my identity at that point instead of in Christ. I found it in social status, and I wanted to be one of the popular kids because I thought that was my way to be, you know, I, I thought that, that that was just just like life, basically. Um, I haven't really talked about this, man. I actually share this story in connect groups. I don't remember the last time it was. It, was either, it wasn't the last, last time I did it, but it was one of them. It was the first time I've ever shared this story. I'll share it now because this is how kind of how far I went. Um, I I don't know. It's like I thought the cool thing was to make fun of people basically and and use like slanders and, and stuff or, you know, just kind of spite somebody else. And there was a girl in class and she got like a failing test, like a grade. A failing test grade, and um, I basically made fun of her in class. Mm. And I kid you not, like she looked at me right in the eyes, on the verge of like, like legitimately crying, and she said, "I hate you." In front of the entire class. Yeah. And I mean, and I found out later on that she had dyslexia and that when she goes home and this was people who were like friends with her and basically her parents didn't want to sit down with her and teach her how to read and write and all that stuff and so she was basically relying on people from like our middle school to teach teach that that stuff with that problem you're you're talking about feeling like crap you know I'll never forget that um but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was so bad. My self confidence drove me. To instead of finding Christ, I wanted to turn to other stuff, and so I started talking a certain, a, a certain, a certain way. I started dressing a certain way. I mean, I everything about me. I was so uncomfortable with my own skin, all stemming from the stupid thing of like a stutter, right? And I changed everything about me. Got me nowhere. I was still miserable. I was still miserable in life. Um. I, I had bunch, I had like trust issues too. I, I didn't really trust n- no nobody because I always had this fear of that you know oh you're um, you're just being nice to me because someone told you to be nice. When in reality, I mean there were kids who made fun of me and stuff. But when I look back on it with like perspective now, I mean it, it, it's just, it's just kids just being kids and saying dumb stuff. You know there were a lot of people who actually encouraged me throughout those years and legitimately wanted to be my friend, but I would push them away because I was like, nah, it's too good to be true, man. You know, you know, you know, you know, you're only trying to be, be my friend because, you know, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so from like school told, told you to, or someone's parents told you to be nice to me. I mean, it's interesting how much we focus on those negative interactions. Mm -hmm. It's so much more focus than all of the positive interactions that we have throughout our lives. Um, and 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 you know they're able to to define how we act for years. Yeah, Satan's able to use those little moments to to convince us that well I'm not good enough, so I have to do X Y Z to become good enough. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's where a lot of our a lot of our issues, you know, for all of us, kind of come from. Is you know, it may be a different situation. It may be, you know, a different, you know, particular circumstance, but Satan uses it to to make us think you're not good enough. You need to do this to be good enough. Yeah. And um, 
I mean, with that story, you know, you shared, you know, you have that awful weight uh, of feeling like crap. And, you know, one of the easiest ways to, to make yourself feel good enough is to put yourself above someone else, yeah. right? Drag someone below you. And um, I know for myself, it was a long, long, and I still, you know, have to work on this a lot, is, well, I can make myself feel better by judging others, right? Mm. Yeah. Even if that's just in my heart or in my head, sometimes if it's, you know, with the group in private, I can make fun of, you know, so-and-so, but putting myself above, that that fixes the issue for a little bit, right? Um, it is kind of like an, an easy out. Because I, I, yeah. I, 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 I've done that. I'll, I'll make my fe- myself feel feel great by putting someone down, you know. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, it's weird, too. That's like, like sin, like we're natural just sinners. And it's always one of those things where like, it'll make you feel good, like proud of yourself for like a little moment in time. But yeah. once you kind of like reflect on it, it's like, man, I just hurt, hurt that person's feelings and make myself feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And in a different way, like I was just sitting here thinking about how like – how how I normally like dealt with that self confidence is well, I would look to other people who I felt like maybe had too much confidence, or yeah. or someone who was like, Be like oh they're full over they're, they're yeah, yeah they're, full they're of overcompensating because they're you know worse yeah. than me yeah and and I, well maybe not overcompensating but just like I would look to people who were who would take it too far who mm. were full of themselves uh, anybody like that and I would just like make them my enemy in my head. Yeah, and like through that, I had like I had at least like like at least like five enemies in my head, like yep. every day, day to day, going through school, and that was not very healthy, because then that just I made me, then that just made me like dread ever even just having any interactions with them, uh, yeah. because I mean obviously they could tell that I had an issue with them, and. I did have an issue with them, and that would make me, you know, that would make me feel bad, and it make them feel bad, and we just you could never really get along, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that like, oh, it was all my fault. Maybe it was their fault as well, but like, that wasn't the point. The point was that I couldn't see them as another, you know, just another person just trying to go through middle school. Mm -hmm. I saw like I made them an enemy in my head, and like. And now that I look back, I mean, it wasn't until I was able to give that up that I was able to start to grow in my own self-confidence a little bit. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, when it came to, you know, growing in my own self-confidence, um, you do have to stop comparing yourself to other people because yeah. you're going to find every sort of way that someone else is better than you, right? And... um Really, what it what it comes down to is, well, here are my issues with self confidence. What what parts of these are lies from Satan that just need to be eliminated, mm-hmm. and, and what parts of these are, well, this is actually something I could, I need to work on. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, this is you know, I'm not trying to justify. I'm not saying that someone's bullying you for a good reason, but I, like you know, yeah, there self improvement is a real thing, mm-hmm. and there are sometimes that maybe you're lacking confidence in this area, and it might be the right thing that, well, I'm going to improve in this area then. Um, and so, you know, going back to self-reflection, we have to really understand why do I think the way that I do about myself in relation to other people? And then how do I take those thoughts and um, and, and change them to, to, to think positively about myself? Because when we have these self-confidence issues, that hinders our ability to share Christ with others, it hinders our ability to encourage our other Christian brothers and sisters. Um, and it stops us from growing in Christ ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think would w- w- this be a good time to transition to like what makes us com- confident now? Yeah, I'd like to yeah. kind of look at, you know, we've really set the stage for some of our issues of self-confidence and where those stem from. and how. So, yeah, my question for you, where is, you know, what what was that turning point, and um, how do you continue to to grow in self confidence? Yeah, the the turning point. So I gave my life to Christ at the age of thirteen at a summer camp, and with that self esteem issues and 
that lie that I believe that no one really cares cares about me and all that type type stuff that I didn't have any true friends. Well, basically, middle school, I tried to push out my real friends out um, and everything, like people who genuinely tried to show show love and, and um, encouragement because I couldn't believe it. I tried to push them out of my life. Went to a summer camp um, for our church or, or with our church and gave my life to Christ and... I remember they do like the church thing where you, you you know you know you kind of bow bow your head you close your eyes it's like hey you know you know just just raise your hand 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 if you gave you know, um if you gave your life to Christ and it says well you know if you raise your hand then they, they, they come stand up here on stage or stand in, in in front of the stage I went up there and the turning point for me was as I'm standing up there with a few other kids from some other church churches I look at our youth group and so. These were the people I was trying to push out of my life. Yeah. Um, and which and, and there were a couple of kids from like school that that didn't go to our church that were trying to encourage me. Um, but people I'm friends with today and like people who was like, I wasn't even friends with them back then, but I'm friends with them now. Were there, and I see like a whole, our entire youth. Well, not just like our youth group, the entire room just going nuts. And that me and some other kids gave, gave our life to Christ. And I'm seeing our youth group, a group of people I try to push out that I, uh, to be honest with you, before I gave my life to Christ, I cared nothing about God. I was born in a Christian fa- family, cared nothing about God. I didn't care to pursue a relationship with him. And something just clicked that, that, that night. And I thank God it did. And I see like our entire group just clapping and, cheering and encouraging me and it it, it, it was kind of like the click clicking point of like man like this love it's it's genuine it's real it's not a fabricated thing so it all just kind of clicked for me that that night yeah and the way I keep going with that is I feel like so many times we look for you know hey well God is, is moving well what's like the big thing he's doing in life which I mean like now God does big things but God can do the big things within the small things, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I always look for what is God doing in every area of my life to encourage me. Yeah. And I remember a story when I was in high school. It was um, sophomore year, and I had an English class, and we're doing this like round table discussion thing, which didn't really make make sense because it's English. I don't know why we're doing like this, like, this like round table discussion thing. This this whole like debate type thing. Yeah. I don't remember what the debate was. It was something about, because like it was a, it, it was some po- po- political thing and we're having that debate in class. And so it was really a phase of my life in which I now believe that, Hey, people love me. And they're trying to encourage me, but there was still some kind of some struggle there. Um, being this new, um, area of life that I was in this new, new phase of life. And, I spoke up and I was scared to death because um, I hated school at one point in my life where I was scared to death to be called on in class because, yeah. because of my confidence and all that stuff. And so I still haven't gotten over that. And I spoke up. I said my opinion on whatever we were talking about. And I felt like I just stumbled through the entire thing. I felt like, oh, I screwed that, that up. I sound stupid because I, 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 I was stuttering. My point wasn't clear. And there was a girl in that class, and I wasn't even like friends with friends with her or anything. And she made a point after after class to give me some encouraging words. Yeah, and I thought that was just freaking awesome, you know. And which at the time I just kind of moved on, just said, "Oh, well, that, well, that's nice." I kind of moved on with life, and I look back on, on that now. It's like that was God trying to give me some some confidence, like encouragement in that mo- moment, right there. Yeah. Of like, you know, we, we have to stop. Just saying, oh, 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 that's just a good thing that that, that that happened or just a bad thing. It's like, I mean, I believe everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a purpose. I don't believe in just pure accidents, you know. Um, so I do believe that that was God in that mo- moment trying to help me, which is actually f- funny, too, because I look back on that moment and I see how I was after in our, in our other discussions, not only for that class, but for o- other ones, and reflecting on that. I was more confident speaking because someone made made a point to tell me that they were really in, encouraged by my by my willingness to speak up and all that stuff. So, 
Yeah. So really just latch on to those mo- moments. Like stop treating a moment. I don't care how small it is. Like if it's like a positive thing, man, like our gal, guy, guy or gal, whoever is li- listening to this, just yeah. latch on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find encouragement from small things and um, – Sometimes it's all you need to keep going and keep, you know, trying is that little bit of encouragement. Um, and that's why it's important for us to encourage one another because you don't know how a small thing, whether it's a text or just a little comment you make to somebody, is going to really affect their outlook for, for months to come, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, encouraging one another is one of the, the biggest ways that we can, you know, grow in our self-confidence. Um it's another one of those things that we can't do alone, right? God gave us community for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think we all talked about having issues um, with certain friendships we had in middle school and high school. You know, I know for myself, when a lot of those friendships I had in high school, you know, they th- those people ended up not really wanting to be my friend anymore. Well, where did I go? I went to, you know, my friends in the student ministry, right? Um, Travis and Josh specifically, I mean— have been my closest friends for years. And, you know, over the past couple of years, getting to grow in my relationship, you know, with you and Luke and different people in our young adult ministry today, um, those people, those relationships, I, I feel, I don't just feel like invited or just like a, like a, oh, well, these are the people that I hang out with. I'm like, I feel like I'm a part of something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that gives me so much more confidence to, you know, speak up, you know, make my opinions heard. And then when I do meet new people, when I am in these situations that, you know, may have I may have been extremely uncomfortable, you know, being a part of before, I am able to have that confidence now. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's still a difficult thing. That's still something that you ha- we have to actively work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but having, you know, the, the, the encouragement um, has helped a lot. Uh, I know for myself, like, the real, like, the big turning point for me was, like, somewhere in eighth grade. Somewhere in eighth grade, I started, like, at that point in time, I started taking things a lot more seriously. Mm. Uh, And that was whenever I started taking, like, youth more seriously. I I remember that year was kind of a defining year for us in the youth, or or my eighth grade year, year freshman in high school year. and more so the start of that year, so like maybe right before you went to high school. Yeah. And, yeah. and that year was kind of like a defining year for me because that was when, like, our core friends in the youth group were really, really consistent. And that's whenever I felt like we had a group that we were, we were like, that, I mean, felt like another, you know, more like an extended family. You know, like these were people I got to see often and who I didn't have, I didn't have to act a certain way. I could just act, you know, well, I had to behave, but anyways, I didn't have to act a certain way that I was uncomfortable with. Uh, I could just be myself and that level of confidence is just hugely uh, helpful. And also like, at that point in time, I kind of found the people in high school that I was, you know, like these are the people that were, like, truly valued me as a person. Uh, and, the, you know, regard they may not have been, you know, uh, the same kind of friendships that I have with, with you and Josh and Jaywer and um, other people that were in our youth at the time. They weren't the same friendships, but these were the friendships that, you know, I was given – that were going to help me out in the time, you know. And so I, I feel like that was a defining year for me because that's whenever I realized that, you know, I could start giving up, you know, focusing on what other people were doing, uh, focusing on, you know, who had it out, who, you know, in quotation marks, had it out for me. Uh, and, like, what, you know, people I couldn't, as- in quotation marks, couldn't associate with yeah. and stuff like that. At that point in time, I was like, you know, these are the people that I care about. These are the people whose opinions I care about. And beyond that, I started not really, I started not really care what 
somebody else was going to say. And at that point in time, like, I mean, somebody comes to my head. I'm not going to say his name. But, uh, I mean, literally that year, like the year before, we were butting heads. And then that year we were we were kind of chill. Mm-hmm. We were sitting next to each other in math class, and we were able to crack a few jokes and, you know, get through the class and, yep. you know, even, you know, have a few conversations and be fine. Uh, and I, I started to realize that it was because of everybody's collective maturity but also, like, everybody's collective realization of, you know, what matters is, you know, a specific group of people, their opinions are what matters to me. And I guess coming to that realization and realizing that, like, at the end of the day, it's not about what all these people have to say. It's not about, you know, other people's opinions. It's about, you know, doing what's right and, you know, trying to grow closer to the Lord and holding those people that are in your life close to you and realizing that your own self-confidence is grounded mostly, in, should mostly be grounded in the Lord, but uh, we're humans and we need other humans to help us out. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely got to allow God to work. And also, you know, and both y'all mentioned this, it's like we have to work on ourselves as well. Because it's not just going to ha- happen where one day we wake up and we're like, all right, I'm Mr. Confidence, you know. Okay. It's like, you know, we, we got to be willing to say, you know, I need to work on this. And we just filmed yeah. an, an episode for this podcast about um, our roles, you know, in teaching and everything. And, yeah. man, that has done wonders for me. Because, I mean, I still str- struggle with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, there, I mean, there, I, I, there's times I'll be in a – connect group or some something or i'll you know i'll, I'll be i'll be in like um you know just just basically i'm i'll be very quiet you know and i won't yeah. really want to share my opinion because i'm scared of what someone else will think and um being a um a leader and leading you know a sunday school or you know right what whatever it is that that's helped me be be more confident because here's something where god gave me the the opportunity to do it and i took it now yeah. for, for now for other people it may not be like um, a teacher it may be something else you know you know it may be like fight praise team or it may be you know just j- j- just something simple as just being willing to speak up in like in like in like a small group discussion yeah I mean it may be very simple as that you just taking advantage of all the little opportunities that God gives you in life will help you be be, be more confident yeah and you know kind of go into, you know, what I would consider my turning point on self-confidence. My my sophomore year of high school, all all kind of out of nowhere, I wasn't really expecting this. I had a lot of responsibilities thrown at me. And um, I was extremely nervous about them. Um, one of them, for example, I had my first job, right? And that job has a lot to do with, you know, checking off a list but also interacting with customers. That's something I've never done before. I, you know, I can barely talk to people my age. Now I've got to talk to people that are older than me and act as an authority because I'm, you know, the person who works here. I was able to build self-confidence there. That was the year that you and um, a lot of the seniors left, and all of a sudden I'm the oldest guy in our student ministry. And I'm like, that makes me a leader in ways that I wasn't ready for yet. I thought I had a few more years, but at that point in time, you know, the, the, there, there just wasn't anyone else, you know, above me. Yeah. And, um, and also a couple of, you know, more things in more in my personal life that we'll probably go into at, at other times with my family. Like I had a lot of responsibility and, um, a lot of leadership that I had to, to, it was thrust upon me that I didn't necessarily seek out. But through that, that built my self-confidence so much because I was able to rely on God to get me through it and um, have God work through me and use those different situations for his benefit. Um, and because of that, it became easier, right? Yeah. Um, it, it was about putting the, putting the work in. Um, self-confidence does get easier the more time you spend working on it yeah yeah i know for for me uh maybe that year or the year before somewhere around there 
uh, it's kind of murky where it was, but like the thing that made a vast difference is okay. I'm not gonna get into it, but I had very like complicated, strange, hardly anything like disputes and uh uh anyway. I, I'm not going to be around the bush. Anyway, in middle school, I had a lot of weird middle school relationships that were hardly anything, yet so dramatic. And, and anyway. This is real and true. Uh, <laughs> Joey had to hear all about it. He was living next to me. Uh, oh, I got to hear all about it. It was really funny. Anyway, looking back, it was it was stupid. But in in a way, I, I could see how God could have used it to kind of like bolster my uh, confidence a little bit because, you know, with a couple, anyway, without getting too much into it, uh, it, it came to a point where I had to, where I had to re- realize that you know I had to cut it off completely, yeah. uh, and there was another instance where I realized I had, where I was the one, you know, getting broken up with, and I was like, dang, now I just gotta sit here and deal with all this embarrassment because she just did it in front of the whole class. Anyway, uh. Yeah, anyway, so those two instances kind of, like, helped a little bit, but that's kind of what started the motion, and, and really what carried it on was, is I think a lot of teachers that I had in my freshman year of high school uh, were very encouraging to me, because they could kind of tell that I wasn't as outgoing as I could have been, and, yeah. and they were like, you know what, Travis, you're you're a smart kid, you seem nice and everything, and, and you know... I just, I just want to encourage you to keep, you know, you know, like the t- couple times that I would have fun in the class or like the times that I would have fun in the class, I don't know. I could just, without them necessarily verbally telling me, I could tell that they were encouraging me to continue and uh, just like have fun with, uh, with my daily life and, you know, enjoy what I'm doing. And same way with a lot of other things and just being able to have that core group of friends that I could be around all the time uh, really helped and you know having that great support from the youth ministry because that was also at about the same time where I don't remember if I had gotten involved in youth leadership at the time but I was about to and that was a time where I was like where where I started to realize that you know where and Luke and all of them were starting to lose lead the youth ministry and I was like you know what even though we're real young you know Joey's not the only one who's gonna obviously it'd be really hard if Joey was the only older guy trying to do things the right way but and and because me and Josh were such close friends with Joey that was it was kind of understood that the three of us would you know start to try and be the leadership there and and that was another thing that also really helped my confidence all of that going on at the same time kind of just, like, made me realize that, well, because in all instances, I started to realize that, oh, gosh, trying to put this into words. Anyway, in all instances, I realized that it was less about, this is, it was less about my emotions and more about, like, who I could be, mm. you know. And I guess that that's the important thing is focusing on who you could be. Yeah. And, and maybe not in like a, oh, no, I'm disappointed that I didn't get to this level. I don't measure up. But more like a, no, regardless of how whatever you did today or whatever you did in the past, you still have a chance and you still could be this person. Yeah. So It's all about progress. It's all about, you know, setting realistic expectations for yourself. Yeah, yeah for sure. You, know, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. But – um. You know, working on self-improvement to, to be more confident. Um, sometimes you can be confident in who you're becoming, yeah. not necessarily who you are. And so I think um, as we kind of wrap it up for today, that's kind of where I, where I want to leave it, right? We, we talked um, we talked a lot about self-reflection, right? Um, if, you're, if you're struggling with self-confidence, uh, which if you're watching this podcast, you are because you're a human. Um, reflect on you know what what are you struggling with really what are what are the individual pieces of yourself that you find unsatisfactory and then you know once you do that what parts of those are lies straight from Satan and what parts of those are things that 
you need to work on, right? You need to you need to give to God. You need to improve in your life. Um, and then as you make those improvements, um, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. You know, uh, for a lot of us, myself especially, it is so easy for me to get in this cycle of, oh, well, I'm not good because of this, and so I'm going to turn to this sin. Oh, and now I'm struggling with sin, so I feel bad about myself, so we're going to go back. And, you know, setting yourself in a cycle like that is just going to leave you worse than where you started. Mm-hmm. Um, so be realistic with your expectations. Um, have Christian community. Have fellowship. Um, that's where a lot of us find, you know, our confidence today is in each other. Mm-hmm. Um most importantly, find your confidence in Christ. Any closing thoughts before we before we say goodbye? No, I'm, I think we're good. We've been now live for five hours. So. Straight up. <laughs> Travis, what you got? Anything? Uh, uh, just that, you know, if you or if the opportunity ever comes up to you uh, to get out of your comfort zone and, and do something that, that God may want you to do that would require you to be confident and bold. Uh, don't hesitate to take it. Uh, take the opportunity, and uh, as long as you're going to have time for it, that's a whole other thing. Time yeah. management. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's something that's going to make you uncomfortable, that you're you're kind of shy away from, um, it may be a situation that I, multiple people have shared this before, but where they have to say yes before they're uh, before they're they start to get shy, and before they start to shy away from it and say no. Uh, and, you know, if it's within your abilities, I'd say, you know, take that, do that thing that is going to make you uncomfortable because it's just going to help you out later on. Yeah. Exposure therapy is a great way to work through fears, um, work through confidence. Well, that's all I have. Thank you, one and all, for listening to the Back in the Gap podcast. We will see you next Thursday.